back. We're back uh, after a soft launch. This this is, this is sort of the grand opening. We've done a few episodes, did it to practice, did it for y'all, uh, did our merge episode. And now now we're at the grand opening. Pat, say hello to the people. What's going on, people? <laughs> we have a super show for you tonight. Uh, Post merge, we're going to talk about covert operations. We're going to talk about mm. an immunity challenge mm. that went the way we told you it would go. We're going to talk about <laughs> alpha male rivalries and a tribal council that West Nail would be proud of mr nalay but first pat yes sir the new the new tribe is called la vida what do we think about that and what do we think about the uh the feast um la vida interesting i feel like they just they got they got a little lazy with that one that's just latvia switched around they just they just like mush some things to it, it does feel a little lazy the, the one positive thing i can say about it is it gives me some like ricky martin vibes living la vida loca Ooh, oh, that's a that's a play right there. Hachi machi. Yeah, uh, the feast was the feast was great. Um, you know, it was. I wasn't. I, I said that the Dom would be pouring wine and liquor and everybody up, but he did make a pretty pretentious toast to start off. And yeah. um, and I say pretentious is is, is kind of a joke because it is for these people. You know, they've been on what I think twenty two days at this point. Making the merge is a big milestone. They're starving. They're stressed. This is. I mean, the game never stops, and some people take advantage of that at the feast, but uh, this is kind of the first time people can turn off a little bit since they've been out there and kind of relax. So, um, yeah, yeah I, it, it was a it was a fitting toast. Um, For sure. There was a little bit of a deleted scene where Donathan gave a speech, too. I uh, I found it just, like, doing some Twitter trolling this morning. Yeah. Uh, and he, <laughs> he ended his with, like, uh, seemingly out of character where he was just like um let's do this bitches <laughs> and that's when donathan like grabbed the the port wine the carlo rossi and just like faced it and was like i got something to say as well <laughs> i think i think that the merge like if you make the if you are someone who gets to play survivor in your life and you make the merge and you get to do the feast that has to be one of the best meals of your your entire life right yeah i mean you can you're starving you're malnourished you're you're paranoid you don't know who you can trust and it, it's a good feast too like that's a proper feast like if, if i would be upset if i ate like if i brought lunch and then found out that the, <laughs> this type of a lunch was in the office yeah. i'd be upset i'd actually probably leave it in the fridge and eat that lunch the next day you for know sure. it's a it's a good meal you got alcohol you got i mean i wouldn't care much for for the fruit and all that but you got a whole bunch of meat some some veggies it's it's a proper meal there was a real ass ribeye. I, I do want the people, to, you know, to continue to get to know us. So just, just a real quick gut check. We do this every couple of months. But you and I. Last time you had a fruit. Summer of two thousand nine. <laughs> well, the, I, there's botanical fruits that I've had, like avocados and tomatoes, but those are vegetables by trade. That's uh, the most hoity-toity, just L.A. bullshit you ever said. What are you talking there's about? Botanical fruits. Yeah, well, I mean, the Supreme Court ruled that a tomato was a vegetable. So, who am I to question the Supreme Court? Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not going down that road. Other people can't. This is not a political podcast. Um, but yeah, I like I like a little little lime and lemon, but I'm not munching on those. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, so there's a, little, a there's a little too tart for me. Right. I like my lime and lemon Lacroix. <laughs> for the boys, I drink it, but they ain't paying us for it. At least not yet. <laughs> Petey Pop, motherfucker. LaCroix will be the first uh, sponsor of this podcast. They just um, haven't really done a good job so far of 
picking up the phone, I guess you could call it. Um, so, you know, we, we are working on that endeavor and, and, uh, and we'll keep you guys posted on that front. The podcast is, is, is profitable at this point. Thank you to our generous donations. Um, we love our anyway, fans. Back, back to, we do love our fans. Back to the show. At the feast, we had, uh, we had, you know, um, a hidden immunity idol clue given away to our, to our good friend, Chris. And I was absolutely hyped about it because it was, it was such a cool thing to do. So basically Chris had to go to ghost Island. He had to sneak out in the middle of the night where they just sent some schleb in a boat (laughs) to pick him up. I have two, two complaints about it. First being, and they never would have done this obviously because like death, but they should have made Chris row to that island by himself. <laughs> and two, there was just, he was, he was kind of, you know, far be it for me to give him credit, but he was kind of too good at it. There was no drama involved. Like nobody even had a suspicion. They had like hinted at it at one point where Dom was like, Chris is really tired. I don't know what's up. Yeah. 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 I must have had a bad night sleeping on the island yeah. with 13 strangers. <laughs> right. You know? right, right. Uh, on a log. Yeah. No, it was. It was cool. I mean, my favorite part of that uh, was the lack of hesitation in Chris to just do the most reckless thing possible. Like, you know, he, he, he went after it, which you know that I love. I've been bitching about people not going after it. And I think the, the clue ended with, uh, are you willing to risk going to Ghost Island? And he goes, damn right I am. And then he's <laughs> out. And then he's, he's wagering his vote, like, right off the bat. It's like, will you go again? Sure as hell I will. You know, he, yeah. he went out and he played. And that, it's it's always fun. This, I think, is a perfect example of when people play with Reckless Abandon, the show just gets wild. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's got what. Um, I did have a question for you. Um, Chris seemed like the perfect guy to go to Ghost Island. Are you going to say that that was chance? I want to I wanna get your take on that. I'm willing to be willfully naive that that was chance. Do you think... I, or do you that, think that that was that was planted in Chris's seat? I do kind of think they gave it every opportunity for the Chris and Dom dynamic to continue past this episode, mm. which, it, it like, I think it, it it seems like you still want to believe in Santa Claus, and I'm I'm just like more jaded at this point. But it, it, it I I was all for it because I. I, I tweeted halfway through the show. Uh, you can follow us at Got Nothing For You, number four, uh, at Twitter. But I tweeted during the show saying, "Who doesn't want this to continue? This is so much fun. It's beautiful. Um, it was it was great, and, and maybe not for the rest of the season, but like I could have gotten two to three more episodes out of it where they're just like gunning for them each other, and you know that they're they're going at it. So yeah, I I kind of think it was a plant, but I'm I'm absolutely okay with when the producers do things for the betterment of the of the show. Right, and I think we can all agree that they didn't do that in this case. It was just happenstance. He sat in the right spot, got the clue, yeah, and you know the the, the thing played out like that. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> or, I don't know. I I, I mean, it, it was it was worth it on so many levels because he was such a such a continual dink about it. Um, but it ended up it ended up working out that, uh, and we can hit on this a little bit later. But his decisions at Ghost Island really impacted him later in the episode. Yeah. Uh, because if he were have if if he would have been forced to use the idol uh this week because because it, it wouldn't have been good next week, then we would have had exactly what 
the producers may or may not have wanted to happen. They, <laughs> right. they you know, it would have been another episode of it. But, right, right, right. Uh, so I, I think they've done a really good job that this season, like putting people in positions to make difficult decisions. And and unfortunately, we've seen some people just opt out of that uh, and, and get lucky. But I think like like these situations have given them like real potential, at the very least, consequences. And yeah, and uh, and the fact that they know that everyone's getting these opportunities to get advantages and get idols. I think the people are are going to need to start considering them more the further we get in the game. And it's just going to make for some, some chaos, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just given how these lines between alliances are starting to blur, people know that Dom have an, has an idol. I think he's told it to, I mean, Wendell knows Laurel knows, um, everybody at least suspects. I suspect right. that he, he's going to devalue his, uh, his, his shell idol when he gets back to camp and hopefully people forget about it. But, um, you know, it's, um, gosh, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. And hopefully, hopefully people don't really know everything that's going on. So we get some really big blind sides with some really high implications. And, um, you know, that was, that was a really cool twist to get them to ghost Island. I really do hope that they, 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 uh, they do what we talked about last week where the winner of a challenge has to say at some point, whether it's reward or immunity, I prefer immunity, but you know, I, I, I really do like, and to your point, they said this also before the season, what Ghost Island was all about was giving people the power to rewrite history and making people make and put them in positions to make difficult decisions and really allow them to control their game for better or worse. Uh, so it, it didn't work out for Chris, but man, he was he was certainly in the position to make a lot of decisions this episode. And we'll get into yeah. some questionable ones later. Yeah, absolutely. I, I that, The Ghost Island thing, like, I hope they do what we spoke about your great idea last week at least once. I think that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was happy yeah. to see that it still played a role in the episode this week. And uh, I mean, it turned out to be like a pretty significant role. So uh, it was interesting. And, and the reason that Chris was in the position where he would have liked to have used his immunity idol is because uh, he he didn't win the challenge after dominating most of the challenges uh, at, at, in the in the tribe phase. Um, mm-hmm. They had to. It, it, I don't. Know, it was interesting. I guess I. You know, we'll continue the theme. But how do you think you would have done in this challenge? Man, I got. Uh, I got two shoulders, none of which I can rely on. Neither of which I can rely on. Um, this this felt like a. You know, I, yeah, I think my shoulders would have gone, but it also feels kind of like a, a focus. This was a focus challenge. And it was also like a mind over matter challenge. Everybody's arms were going to get heavy and everyone just kind of needed to hold strong. Uh, and yeah, I, I probably would have been out early. I think my arms would have gone and I'm not particularly strong willed. So it, it, <laughs> it, it, I would have I fallen quick. Maybe, I don't know. Once the adrenaline gets going, you never know. You need to subscribe to the Lizzie, uh, sorry, excuse me, Libby Jesus experience to, to, you know, get that will up a little bit. Yeah. Bit I mean, Patrick, I think. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> uh, mom would I, like that. It would have been super infuriating if Chris won because he would have been like, you know, sometimes the subway uh, in NYC—that's New York City—is really slammed, and you have to put your hand on the top, and just you know, just holding it there really gave me the gave me the strength to to persevere today. Yeah, and you know, sometimes since they have the poles in the middle and the subway gets real packed. I have to put both of my hands up because I don't want, you know, I'm so tall. I'm taller than most people. They, most people can't reach. So I've been in this position before. 
Which just by the way, Wendell is like low key. Like you wouldn't expect it because he's not as broad, but he is. I think I'm pretty sure he's taller than Chris. That would be crazy because that would make yeah. Wendell a really big dude. He's pretty big. Yeah, he's pretty big. Uh, but the challenge was was interesting. I, I would have been, I would have been awful because I'm twitchy as shit. Uh, and just the fact, like any anything where I'm balancing either myself <laughs> or an object is just not not something I'm ever gonna be be good at. Like if if you ever hear a weird noise on the podcast, it's probably because I'm twitching out. Uh, so so it wouldn't, wouldn't have been for me. But I think to our credit, we said that traditional, as you would think of it, physical challenge challenges in in players are not always necessarily that when it when it comes to the post-merge game and we were we were vindicated there and it's I don't know, it's kind of funny to see people like like i desiree talking about mike early in the episode and like continually pointing him out as someone who's going to be a threat later on and he was out uh, relatively early in the challenge um, yeah and we had three you know the ladies the ladies living it up strong mm. at the end with represent libby kellen and angela no, uh, Chelsea. Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea, yeah, yeah. I, early in the challenge, I thought Chelsea was going to win. She was laser-focused. Laser-focused. And um, obviously, Kellen ended up winning. But um, she looked – I mean, I think it was just something about her facial expression. She just looked to be straining the whole time. I just think the kind of, she kind of has, like, that naturally strained facial expression. So I don't think we're going to get much out of her. But, it, you know, she's, 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 she's on the enemy of the cast list. But – we got to give her credit because no matter what the challenge is, and she went on to say this at Tribal Council, there's 13 people here. You don't know how people know each other, how things are going to go. Wearing that necklace is your only security. We saw that even play itself out. Winning this first immunity challenge, while seemingly meaningless in the grand scheme of things, to me it shows a lot. It shows, you know, in a challenge that I think had a lot to do with willpower and mental fortitude, I think that that really could help Kellen down the line. I think she earned her, she she earned a lot more of my respect today. Um, I did, and I tweeted this out. What I would have given to seeing Libby versus Kellen watching you watch that man. I got how were you feeling knowing that one of your picks was up against one of your least favorite people thus far on the show? I mean, what what were the stakes for you there? Because I think I, I I didn't think either of them at least at the time were on the chopping block. No, no, me neither. And then I, I started to get worried about Libby a little bit because you I got, got very worried. Women talking about it. Uh, I, that was not to continually just just chronicle our Twitter feed, but I, <laughs> I said Libby's going home. I knew it. And then thirty seconds later, I, I responded to that tweet, <laughs> being like that aged poorly. Uh, but I, I was I was very concerned, and and even more so that like. I didn't know how she was going to take it. I, I wasn't going to be able to be there to comfort her. It would have been difficult. Mm. Uh, and and Kel- Kellen's over there straining, you know, presumably because it's difficult to get your lips open around teeth that are that large. <laughs> uh, but I was, I was, I was definitely nervous. Um, I didn't like, like you, I mean, I guess I just didn't think that Kellen was the person that had that in her because she seemed to be so uh, easily upsettable in the, in the earlier challenges, whenever anyone said anything to her and like, I don't know, just didn't seem like someone who thrived under pressure based on her reactions in those other situations. So uh, props to her. I, I guess, I mean, my question to you is, is your opinion of Kellen changing? Do you, you're a Kellen fan. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. Um, what, what I think she has done is she's opened the door to me becoming a fan. Because 
you're right. It shows a toughness that I didn't think she had. And maybe she just doesn't respond well in that competitive team environment where you have, you know, your alphas and your type A personalities being, you know, super aggro. And <laughs> she's much more kind of mellow, chill, and can really focus, but still has that competition in her. Because I had wrote that off. So I was like, okay, I don't see you as much of a player. You're very, very miserable when you talk to the camera. And you don't seem to have, like, the heart in the challenge. And she completely flipped my opinion of her kind of heart in the challenge, um, which w would help manipulate some of my other opinions of her because I just completely wrote her off as being weak. But we, yeah. we, we kind of teased her a little bit for kind of her living her best life and getting a new job, getting divorced, changing her career path. But maybe she is. Maybe, maybe there is a fire in her that she's still bringing out. Mm. Maybe that Phoenix, maybe that Phoenix is just shuffling around. And it's not, it's not Wendell and Dom level of, of, of risen yet. You know, still in the oven, it's but not it's coming up yet. It's yeah. The yeast <laughs> is still cooking it. She, no, but, she, I, I want to see more kind of conviction. I want to see more ruthlessness. Cause I still feel like yeah. she, ha she was she, in her confessional. She was nervous about a tribal where she had the idol and <laughs> an eight verse five, at least in her head. Cause she's so strong in the original Navidi numbers in her favor. Yeah. So I don't know what I don't know what she was nervous about. Like I just want to see some conviction. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think she's really has the survivor gods in her head, and as someone who is an admitted survivor atheist, I, I it really that's just another thing that drives me nuts about mm -hmm. her. But uh, again, I mean credit where credits due. She right. went up against all of the best challenge threats that we've seen in the game so far. Obviously, I think I think the people that got eliminated were largely weak in challenges. So good for her. Yeah, and I, I think that the, the what she can do to win me back wholehearted, like she'll win me back with a move where she doesn't have to use her extra vote to win a immunity, but she does, where yeah. she's safe, where she uses it to change the game. Mm -hmm. That would make me, yeah, I'd, I'd be right back on the Kellen train. And for what right. it's worth, I've given her one, I already gave her begrudgingly a power move of the week. So I think mm -hmm. that, the, like, I think that I recognize part of her game maybe more than I'm willing to admit. But we'll see how it plays out. It's 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 still early, but an impressive challenge win. Yeah, I see you. Nonetheless, changing on her before the season's up. Yeah, my um, flip flop. My flip flop the, a lot. <laughs> the uh, the immunity challenge, I think, for most people, seemed to be largely pointless, uh, with the exception of Dom, Christopher, certainly, and and I guess to a lesser extent, Libby, uh, because because Dom and Christopher are going at it. Uh, so much that it seemed, you know, pretty much like a clear-cut conclusion that one of them was was going home, uh, you know, before you consider the hidden immunity dials and whatnot. So, uh, at camp, you had Wendell and Dom extending an olive branch to Christopher, uh, which which was a very <laughs> interesting interaction. And just say, I well, let me get your thoughts on this first. But it just it was very interesting that Chris wasn't even like making eye contact at first and was like, Yeah, I, I just I don't think my mind's made up about anything. Yeah, yeah, like, I. Ah, this was just such a a poetic episode for Chris. You know, it was like on one hand, I like his conviction. I like his like I don't trust my gut on Dom. I refuse to even pretend like I would consider working with you. Like they came to him kind of like they they did like a, a feeler with Chris, Dom and Dom and Wendell. They just were like, could this could we work together? Because I believe it was pre immunity that they had that talk and then after immunity shit just hit the fan but right. he he wasn't having it which i kind of want to respect because he's true to his conviction but also just it's a poor survivor move it just really is to 
to shut somebody out because if you shut somebody out, you you've you've drawn a line and then they're something has to give. It was a situation where you could have your cake and eat it too, mm-hmm. because he now has this imp- like like his point afterwards was he's too suave, mm-hmm. his words not mine, to fall for their ploy that he they actually want to work with him. So, but he could have just played into that and been like, "Hey, yeah, I get it. Let's do this. Like, let's get some of these suckers out, and then just lied to them and had it like, because what does he have to lose in lying to the two of them? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. His confessional could have been the exact same. He yeah, didn't have to change him. anything he said in his confessional, and I think that that's part of kind of his him being just a little out of touch or in, uh, and that's putting it lightly. He's just straight up conceited, but in, in delusional. But he he. It, and God, that rap that that you tweeted today was just ridiculous. Uh, I can't <laughs> Wait, get... was it the LeBron one? No, his like the one where he's on like a water slide. I had to turn it off. I couldn't oh, listen yeah, to the whole yeah. thing. Oh yeah, it was music video. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 guys. It, it, it's on our Twitter. Chris has a legitimate music video of him rapping. So it's once horrible. you get something that uh, man, a little inside baseball as far as survivors are concerned, once you get voted out and you're going to be on the jury, you go to the, this this house that they like rent for them called the Ponderosa. So Chris is there alone and he got the producers or whatever to help him film his own music video, which is, um, you know, just, just, just as God awful as you, you can possibly imagine. Yeah. On the, on the note of things that aren't God awful is the, uh, the next morning after their first day, uh, post tribal, what happened was Chris and Dom were complaining about each other and the producers did a really, really good job of, of editing what, what they were saying on top of each other. So basically what was happening was um, Dominic and Chris were kind of like contradicting and, and just like generally denigrating each other being like, you know, Chris is a loser and, and it, and it cuts over to Dom saying, uh, or, sorry, uh, Dom says Chris is a loser, and it cuts over to Chris saying that, you know, Dom's just not a trustworthy guy. I thought I thought it was just grade A editing from the uh, from the survivor, the best, the best, the best uh, producers that we have in the business. Yeah, I mean they. This is another reason why I just love post merge Survivor so much. They, I I for the past few seasons, I don't think I've gone into a tribal council knowing what was going to happen after the merge. Before the merge, I I pretty sure but yeah they they do a great job of planting doubt planting seeds and you know and also they set up this showdown happy to say that makes me one for two on guarantees this season chugga chugga choo choo yeah well that's why we're talking about a batting average put me in the hall with that <laughs> um so i might i might make another one before the end of the episodes on i think i feel like i need an active guarantee at all times but um man, dev was was that one of the best survivor showdowns at least in terms of build-up, execution, potential moves to be done at Tribal. It was it was awesome on so many levels. Like, two just, like, massive personalities just going at it. And, and like, it, it had been stewing for half a season at this point. I think my favorite thing about it was, though, that it was... It, it really only seemed like... It was such a great episode, but it never felt like the stakes were high. It felt like the stakes were only high for the two of them. And it, yeah. it, it was like akin to two six-year-olds like playing like Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like getting frustrated with each other and saying like, this is the most important thing in my life. And the parents being like, oh yeah, hon, like that's like, I just 
pictured Laurel the entire episode, like, waving at them, being like, let them kill each other. Like, we can have a week off, and then we can play the game next week. Like, it's it's fine. Like, we, we really don't have to put up with these kids much longer. Yeah, and, 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 and I mean, now that Chris is gone, uh, we'll talk about again how he went gone, but do you think things settle down, or do you think still Dom is going to be a target as he supposedly was? And Wendell? I, I think... I had not been giving Dom the credit he deserves. I think he's a little better than I mm-hmm. I thought he was. I, I like him, but I just he seems to be maybe a little more savvy than I thought he was. I do worry that he might get a little too like big for his britches now. Yeah, it worked out pretty well, and I think he might start talking about how he's this other idol, and and we saw it a little bit in the um, what do you call it the the preview. So uh, I don't know. I think it could be downhill quickly for him after this, but I hope not. I mean, he's, he's a fun guy to have around. Yeah, I mean, and, and let's let's keep in mind, he also still has an idol. Yeah. Um, and he has a fake idol, which I think everyone thinks is fake, but think people might. So I'm interested to see what he does with that. I hope he kind of says, now that Chris is gone, I can finally get rid of this, throws it in the fire. I mean, that yeah. might be too theatrical and might raise some red flags, but if he doesn't care about that thing now that Chris is gone, people would be like, okay, that's, that's not an idol. They'd have to think right. he has another one. And he just played his secret advantage so then maybe that's something that he's had for a while that people are like okay he he's done but he's not mm-hmm. um and wendell has an idol so they if if those two are on the bottom and they're aware of it they they could be fine and they could really shift some things and yeah, maybe they, they can the maybe they do something similar to what michael's doing and say listen we both have idols we're both playing them tonight let's think about making a new sort of thing here yeah yeah, yeah I, could, I, could, I could see that happening i thought the idol, the fake idol, like uh, upon reappearance, is just atrocious. Like we've seen some yeah. good fake idols over the years, just just a really poor one. Especially when you consider or, or look at it in comparison to the to the real idols, just like didn't even it was it was a rope with one shell. It was it was it was nothing. Um, but but at camp, you know, we had this like war going on with people like uh, accumulating troops on either side. But something I think you really enjoyed was. The second they got back to camp after after tribal council, Chris rounded up. There are twelve people left in the game. Chris now there up. were thirteen at the oh, time. 13. Yeah, sorry, there were thirteen. I wasn't counting Chris. Thirteen people left in the game, and Chris rounded up himself and ten others and walked them all down to the watering hole, leaving only Dominic and Wendell back at camp. Uh, it just seemed like something that Crowley would really enjoy. Curious to get your thoughts on it. And... it. It blew my mind. I mean, again, I think this paints the perfect picture of Chris. Chris was, Chris is the guy that realized, he thinks that he can gather up 11 people, himself include 10 other people, tell them his plan, not have a vote, think that the guy he's not, that he's getting out has an immunity idol, and then see that guy play his immunity idol and then not play his own idol. Like, I think this all plays into, like, just the type of guy he is. He's just clueless. It doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> but the one thing that happened at Tribal related to that, they, they did bring it up at Tribal and they talked about it. Probst, great question. I think he asked Angela something to the effect of, would it be fair to, for Dom and Wendell to think that side conversations were happening there? And she said, of course. And you kind of have to wonder what other side conversations were happening. And I think that... On Survivor, this is something that Chris didn't realize. If you're not involved in a conversation, how do you not think it could be about you? I just think the <laughs> paranoia would get get to you. Yeah, for sure. He yeah, he um continued to just impress with his lack of 
of self-awareness. There's a great 30 Rock episode about people who are so beautiful living in this bubble. And, like, they can do things like order off the menu that the rest of us can't do without, you know, having spit in our food or someone telling us we're an a-hole. And I think that he he's a good-looking dude, and he just brought that to the game and didn't understand that, like, unfortunately for you to win in this situation, other people have to actually like you and not just like look at you and be like, ah, oh, he's cute. He can get whatever he wants. So it was, it was, it was really, just really impressive to see his, his lack of self-awareness. And I think probably some good jockeying and positioning behind the scenes by, by Dominic and Wendell. Uh, we didn't see a ton of it, but I, I, I mean, I personally would like to give a, a decent amount of credit to, to Donathan for the mm-hmm. second they got back from the watering hole going up to Dom and being like, yo, Chris is going to split votes between the two of y'all. Like we should just flip and vote that homie out. Yeah, it's that's that's two episodes in a row now that we've seen Donathan. You know, there's a reason. You know, you, you said this to me off the air. There's there's a reason they put it in the episode. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have put anybody saying it. They could have just left it with Wendell and Dom being the masterminds. This is two episodes in a row that Donathan has planted seeds, and those seeds have have grown into into uh, into, into torch snuffing branches. Yeah, just just wonderful oaks that that Probst has then hacked down. Um, he he's yeah he's, he's you have to like consider that he's starting to build a, a resume. That's that's I mean uh, you know we we both I think think that he's going to have a tough time when it gets down to like the seven to six range because you know is he going to be able to win a challenge? He's super likable. He has a great story. Uh, all of these things are going to come into yeah come into account. But uh, he was yeah, second out. He was second out in this one. Oh, yeah, the immunity challenge, I know, yeah. yeah they're, they're all different, and it's tough to, like, say, oh, he's not good at immunity challenge because he can't balance a statue on a stick while balancing on a balance beam. But, you know, take that for, for what it's worth. For the challenges that are coming, it does not feel like that body type is one that excels. <laughs> what about the one where they stack blocks with their feet? Yo, he could be dope at that. They're eating next episode. You kind of alluded to it. They're eating gross stuff next episode. I think I think Don. You think he wins? I think he's putting like he might put some extra slugs back. You think he's winning and then eating the leftovers of other people's plates? It's protein, baby. I mean, he's <laughs> smart. Oh, I also think that Sebastian might try to smoke one of these bugs. <laughs> God, that man is a national you treasure. Got a roach clip, probes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, man, it'd be awesome. Yeah, he, he's he's really great. I think. I guess just to just to wrap up camp life before we throw it to tribal, he, uh, you know, we had a, we had a lot of good jockeying, and the last thing I would just say is that you had some of the girls talking about potentially getting Libby out, which I I mean I thought would have been, I mean a primarily uh, devastating, but I thought it also would have been like a, a relatively you know a good move. I mean they're sort of like they're putting themselves out there and they have a good good uh a good move in their in their resume now and and then they can you know dom and chris are still going to want to kill each other later so i i mean there's there's no reason that i thought they should have avoided that yeah i mean i i when i watched survivor i watched with my heart so i thought it was a dumb move at the time but now that you say it i mean i I, yeah I, i see the merit in it because you're right in that you know, maybe people start to think like, whoa, what's really going on if the vote goes how no one suspected it? But um, I I still think that Dom and Chris was going to be a factor. So yeah. I think that as long as they were both in, 
your flushing idols. I mean, they may, might not know that, but uh, you end up flushing idols and you keep the pressure off you. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I don't really see the the benefit of getting Chris out, other than just like everybody's sanity. It kind of seems like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some like aggressive eye rolling at him through the through the latter part of of the episode. Uh, but they they went to tribal and it was. I, mean, I thought an incredible episode, and then mm-hmm. just a, just a really, really strong tribal. Off the top of my head, you had Sebastian talking about guys being d bags on a boat. <laughs> Jeff Probst um, probing about bringing ten people to a water cooler. You had Dom screaming his lungs out. Uh, Chris being an ass hat, and then. Maybe we, we, we save this till we're wrapping up tribal. We had one of the greatest vote confessionals of all time. Your thoughts on tribal and your favorite maybe of those moments. Yeah, I mean my my favorite was you see, I thought Dom's Dom's uh vote was just funnier. He I've never seen somebody shout the name of the person they're voting for and throw a little slide dig at him. Uh, I mean that was phenomenal. I thought I thought the, um, you know, I had a little bit of respect too for Chris and the humility he showed. Immediately turned into Dom, give him the good game, the handshake, the hug. Said appreciate it, Probst, on his way out. He was humble and gracious in defeat, which I did not see happening. Um, no, yeah, me neither. No, but my, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's just it's it's. I really liked how Dom played that tribal. I don't I don't know if people were on the fence. They seemed pretty strong together but he pulls out the idol that just looks awful it looks like a fake idol you know i don't like the only person that thinks that's there is chris um that that's real is chris based on his looks i i i still don't know how he does like like if that if that um idol was on a menu at a chinese food restaurant it would have looked glorious Mm -hmm. and then and then the idol that Dom had and, and wore, the fake one, would be the actual food that you got. Things looked just atrocious. It was awful. Yeah, it was It was not a good work, work of craftsmanship, but I think that plays into Dom's story a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. What I was just blown away by was Chris not playing his immunity idol. Can you give me a scenario in which what he, I mean, maybe we just knew too much and he was just so clueless. I don't even know if we knew too much. Maybe he's just so clueless. I think, yeah, I think maybe you're, you're, you're talking yourself around to whatever, like I perceive the truth as, but I think you are severely undercutting how self-involved this man is. And he's just, he genuinely thinks to himself, he's like, no, you know what I brought, I brought, you know, I'm from New York and I had to talk to people. I, I brought them down to the water cooler. I talked to them, told them what was up, uh, gave them the situation, assessed the situation, told them that Dom's a real threat and he needs to be eliminated ASAP as possible. Uh, so that's what's going to happen. And, and, you know, people, people like taking orders from me. They, they, they relish it. I got a question and then, for and, you about water yeah. coolers. If you wanted to tell something to a coworker, friend, whatever, and, you didn't want somebody else in that vicinity to know, right? So you had to take somebody to the water cooler. What is the maximum amount of people you think you would take with before you started to feel a little nervous that you were going to get caught? 
Three. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Yeah. In an office where people aren't just like naturally skeptical of, of me generally, generally not naturally skeptical of me. Uh, I also would say that's why God created Slack and private Slack channels. But, uh, you know, we, we'll start the tech podcast up in a couple of months and we can. It's all in the cloud, folks. Don't trust it. Don't trust it. Not even Slack. <laughs> uh, but no, no, no love for you on the uh, on the Wendell Wendell rap side. huh? No, I, I loved it. I just like Dom's better. Yeah, I thought everything about it was clever. Chris, the rapper, uh, he did the classy thing, too, where he, he started with like it's just like his i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna read the whole thing because i have it in front of me but his his i found a clip to this too so we'll tweet this out but his whole delivery was great like his like shoulder like pivoted back and forth like we want a lot together respect for that and then just like but you're an idiot and then going into the stock rapping and all that stuff i i was you have no bars literally i was in stitches on my couch man It it was incredible at yeah. rap <laughs> <laughs> yeah you could see like and he seems like a nice dude like again right you could see him kind of like walk it back because he wanted to end on your trash and he was like no nah, it's a family show. yeah uh, and it, i think also what he was doing was thinking to himself i can't believe i ever thought anything about you that you had anything that wasn't just because you saw someone you once trusted at least or thought you could work with a little bit maybe not trusted fully just unravel into just a complete narcissist that you couldn't even fathom. And he was just thinking, holy shit, I used to work with you. I respect for that. <laughs> you know, like, let's, I'll acknowledge that at one point I was dumb enough to be as dumb as you. Now let's talk about the truth. It's like, uh, it's just... Oh, man. He, he, uh, he's awful. His, his little like, rapping thing where he's just like... I feel like he wanted to just do that as much as possible. So he probably started by like going up to either individuals or small groups of people and being like, I do this thing. On the side. <laughs> like, and then, and then whenever he's in a larger group, like it doesn't matter what they say, as long as it, it rhymes, basically cap map tap. He's like, wait, did someone say rap? No, I can rap. It's fine. I'll just <laughs> rap it. This little thing. Like I have these bars. I'll just provide them for you. Like he just, he enjoys doing it so much. And, I mean, good for you for having something you love. It doesn't mean we have yeah. to. We have to love it too, Christopher. Give it I'm rest. not necessarily buying it either because if he's a big rap fan, he said, um, started from the bottom, now I'm here, like Dwayne Wade. I mean, I don't know what Dwayne's Wade, Dwayne Wade's upbringing was, but that's a Drake line. So you got to at least yeah. like properly credit it. He also mentioned Wade twice. He mentioned LeBron. He came at the King. Also, Dwayne Wade drafted third overall. Marquette. Fourth, fourth overall, excuse me. Uh, from Marquette, who made the Sweet 16 and won uh, uh, NBA championship in his third year? How long was Dwayne Wade on the bottom? Uh, before Marquette, maybe, but... <laughs> maybe, yeah. I don't know. I think he's from I think he's from Chicago. I think he's from Chicago, yeah. yeah. Could be it, could be it. Uh, all right, I mean, so we had, we had Christopher going home. It was, a, it was a really solid... Tribal. I was concerned about. Libby I was really concerned for a few seconds there. I, she got. I said as much. She got two votes. Libby did. Yeah, Angela and Desiree, and then Chris without a vote. Yeah, Chris with no vote. Which I wonder if they pick up on going into next episode. They, I, I read something uh, where 
this season was filmed before the previous season aired. Mm. And the previous season was the first time that they had this no vote thing going on. So the players wouldn't necessarily be looking for it this season. Yeah. And not all votes were read. He always reads all the votes. Oh, he goes all the way to the end, you think? He always reads all the votes, yeah. No way, because he says, like, he goes, like, seven votes, that's enough. Like, he doesn't read the rest. And you assume they're all Chris. Yeah. I mean, but but the other thing is, then the question becomes, do Desiree and Angela play this game of, well, I voted for Lib. Yeah, like, so they, they might think that Chris also voted and that they were alone. So Desiree and Angela might think that they have nobody. Yeah, that's interesting. Because they voted, and then Chris didn't get to vote, so they would have assumed that the second vote was Chris, because all the other votes were on Chris. Right, right, So they right. they might not even have each other. <laughs> that, man, leave it to Chris to get voted out and fuck up two people's games <laughs> so royally if they just are at each other's throats when they're the only two people they have. Oh, that would be hysterical. Oh, man, oh, man. Um, Angela's been out right, of touch guess... this game, man. Out of touch. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I still, like, like her, but I can't, I, I can't see a lot of redeeming characteristics in her game. I, yeah, her or Chelsea, really, I just, they don't, I mean, Chelsea at least did something in the challenge this week, but, uh, yeah, the two of them, I don't, it feels like, feels like a carry job. I, I actually, during the challenge, was like, Get used to Chelsea because you're going to see her in a final three. <laughs> because I don't know, man. Two people are just going to agree that she is. What's the opposite of a bullet sponge? Like she's not going to soak up any votes. She's just going to. She's camouflage, dude. She's human camouflage. Yeah. Uh, you see, I still don't think we've seen enough from her, and I think like with the right people around her, she could start playing the game at seven or six and and put her. Michelle did something similar a few seasons ago. Yeah. I hard disagree i think her level of do nothing has been so impressive to this point in the game that she would have short of like masterminding four votes in a row yeah so you think see that's interesting because to me it's like i haven't seen enough of her yet to have come to a conclusion you're saying there's a reason we haven't seen enough of her it's because she's doing nothing yes so she's got nothing for us and we got nothing for her front of the cast we say Acquaintance of the cat. We don't know her well enough. She's a quite friend of a friend. Friend of a friend of the cast. Whether or not she, it's all right. So we'll just we'll throw that in the take incubator, which is again, you know, down the Mm -hmm. hall. Um, We we should we should point out though we might have a few audio issues this this week. There was a a massive windstorm in L.A., uh, but that storm is called Jake, and there was actually no windstorm. Jake just sucks and screwed up the audio. Case in point, uh, a few more audio issues there. Uh, no, no doubt we're going to do a good job patching those together, but we will uh, begin the following action that is the end of this podcast. Power move of the week, Patrick. I think I have an inkling of where you're leaning because uh, because your boo bear's gone. But what do you got for me? What did you think made Mister Nalay proud this week? You know what? And this is um, I've done this before. I've given my power move to to Derwin in an episode where he went home and I'm going to give it to Chris Noble. Um, I, he played, this was a powerful episode. He played a powerful episode. He had no doubt that he was going to ghost Island on the covert mission. He 
didn't even seem to hesitate when risking his vote two times. He would have gone all the way to five if he could have. And then, while just mind-numbingly ignorant to his surroundings, uh, refusing to play his idol. This isn't a power move that I think is a smart one, but it is a, a, a level of confidence in yourself that the guy you think is going home plays an idol and then you don't play yours when you already know it's a showdown. Like I can't wrap my head around that kind of confidence. Yeah, yeah, just just real real profoundly uh dumb dumb stuff. He just I I mean we can redread it as many times as we want, but the man just has a belief in himself that that few other people do. It's probably why he he goes to the LeBrons and the Dwayne Waynes of the world, because they're the only people that can understand him. Yeah. If, you know if so. Yeah. 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 I mean, I know. Yeah, yeah. they can't Baby. rap. They can't rap. So they don't have bars. No, no, not, not as many ones, not as, as hot ones. Yeah. And so, and then, yeah, again, to me, survivors better when people play the game aggressively. If they don't play it right, that's fine by me. Don't worry. I'm going to honor you. Cause that was, that was a power move after power move after power move, and it did not work. Devin, who we got? I, I assume we're going uh, a little bit less on the, you know, dumb power move train. Maybe a smart power move. Yeah, Can we kind of but, rebuild our rebuild our rapport with the people? So, so yeah, I'll punt on Wendell this week. Uh, it was powerful, but maybe not game impacted. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little bit of a surprise, but I'm I'm going back to the Don Father. Wow, Hurley. Wow, I feel like he put the events in motion the second that the the water cooler episode uh, happened. He came right up to Dom and said, yo, this is what's going down. They're going to throw votes between the two of y'all. And then uh, he was like, what if we just, what if we just turn around and throw these votes at Chris? Like what's, what's the deal? So I think, I mean, Dom, Dom and Wendell seemed to be at kind of like a loss at that point. So I think Donathan really like gave them the olive branch they needed to put into motion what they needed to, to, to stay. Um, and I, I mean, I throw, I, I lap praise on, on the Don Father for that, and I hope that he's, you know, he spares my family. Wow, um, that's a, that's a powerful power move because I think that a lot of people can be credited with that. Um, I like it. You know, you know how much I like Don. I, I think it's interesting that you're crediting him with the, uh, the genesis of this. I do, or at least kind I, of pushing the chips forward. There's no reason the producers would want or need us to think that he instigated that move. The people on the show would think that he instigated it, or they would know who did, and that would help them make their decisions, you know, in the end, or, or as people build their own resumes. So it is what it is. Yeah. That's what I think. Um, my top three, if we want to take a quick transition into there, my lock, my wishful, and my... Um, Wild card, baby. Wild card, thank you. Excuse me. Uh, are are going to remain unchanged. Ooh. I I really struggled with with Libby uh, and and actually all three of mine at some point in this episode were discussed being being voted out for Michael being a a physical threat. We didn't see a ton of him this week, but it was it was brought up. Libby actually got some votes, and then Dom didn't, but came out on top in the. Uh, in the Chris Dom battle, so he was definitely on the block. I'm gonna roll with him one more week and see how it how it plays out. I think 
I think this is as down as I've been on the three. Yeah. The big three. Uh since since they've been together, um, so I could see myself making a move next week, but uh, I'm gonna roll with it and, and see what happens. Get a little more get a little more data before we making this decision. You're not worried about um, about Wendell. I feel like leaving him in your lock is a little dicey right now. He seems to at least be on the radars. Yeah, so I think he'll he'll last another week because at the very least he's got that idol. So I'm, I'm confident that he's okay. got he's got one more in him, and then. If you mm. lose the idol next week, there's probably a real good chance that, that he's out of the top three. Ooh, wow! Because I know how much you love him. That would be that would hurt. I'm a big fan. And he's been your friend, friend of the cast, friend of the Deej. Wow. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I yeah I I, I agree with you. I, I I was actually surprised that you didn't switch off one of your three. I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna keep I thought you were gonna keep Wendell just because he's your boy. Uh, I, I I thought I thought Libby getting some votes. Though I don't, yeah, I, eh, I don't know, man. We'll see. Because I, I, I guess I, I guess most. I see on on Libby because uh, she got votes, but that plan was snuffed out by part of the people who were supposedly making the plan. Mm-hmm. So I, I, yeah. maybe it's not a real threat to her yet. Yeah, I think I, I'm probably most worried about her because because there just seems to be this like driving narrative that she is some just like minx that cannot be trusted. Yeah, and I don't really see that, but, you know, perception is reality, especially on Survivor. For sure. Tell me about your top three, Patrick. Are you keeping your top three? This is a weird... This is a weird position that I'm in because I didn't see really much of any of my top three this week. You know, we got a little bit of Donathan, but um, I think Sebastian had his one hilarious line at Tribal and Laurel had one confessional. You know, so my top three weren't really involved yet. I am going to keep them all. I am getting more and more convinced that Sebastian is Fabio 2.0, especially with that line at Tribal when Probst just asks him something. He's going to say something ridiculous. Everybody's going to laugh. He's good another week. You know? I Yeah. I think that he's in a really good spot. Donathan, man, I, 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 I honestly feel best about Donathan. You know, I'm going to leave him where he's at because I, I, I still think that Laurel has a real chance to – to win this whole thing like I feel really good about her winning I'm just getting nervous that it's not the playing hasn't picked up but I think that she's smart enough to sit on the sidelines and let the alphas battle this episode so yeah I think that I think we'll start to see her play a little more in a few episodes so I'm gonna stick I'm gonna stick with my top three and actually I'm not worried about any of them now I'm, I'm starting to get a little worried about their long term but we'll see I think if if I were to power rank who I'm most worried about, I think Donathan would be at the top for me because mm-hmm. I, I maybe I've given him too much credit this week. Time will tell, but I think at this point in time, and it's funny from where we've come with him, but you might even have to be concerned that is he playing the game too well at this point uh, when when you wow. consider consider the story that he has along along mm-hmm. with it. it. It does a little bit feel like. Um, what, what, shoot, what is it like, Mister Bean or something like like just narrowly avoiding, just complete catastrophe at every at every turn. But like kind of clueless to the catastrophe that he's avoiding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah well maybe. I mean, because I, I I I think that he's, yeah, I think he's doing it so subtly that he doesn't even know that he's like making big moves. Mm-hmm. And so if other people don't pick up on that, then you know I think he's fine. But if other people start mm-hmm. to say like. Donathan's like ahead of the curve here. 
Yeah. Let's let's slow this roll. But yeah, a lot of advantages still to play. A lot of a lot of votes left. A lot of individual immunities to be won. A lot of physical threats. A lot of people that are still way bigger threats than him. Um, and looking into next episode, I'm really excited to see the next iteration of this. We had a crazy tribal. People are going to be scrambling. Again, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want, like, Dom and Wendell pulled something off from the bottom. Didn't even get a vote, any of them. Yeah, you know? for sure. And so, it, looking at the next episode, we saw what you kind of predicted. They're bringing back the eating challenge. I'm interested over, in you. Under, oh, go ahead. Over, under, total number of of bugs eaten at the uh, challenge. We'll say, how many people are left? Twelve. Twelve. Fifty? Fifty bugs? We think. I mean they got eyeballs, uh, they got testicles, they got a whole bunch of other delicacies. Oh, I I mean things then. Oh, things? Oh yeah. Definitely over fifty. Because I mean you can't just eat like one bug. You gotta eat like five bugs. Oh, okay. <laughs> but the <laughs> eyeballs you probably only gotta eat one of. The one thing that I'm looking away from at this show ever, but uh, I'm excited for it. It's always a good one. The people that do that like, like squirm after they get in there. <laughs> uh, okay, how about this one? This one's better. Over or under th- one and a half vomits. Mm. I am going under, and I'm going to under. I'm going I'm going under. I think that there's um, one vomit, um, and. I did they show it in the, the preview? I feel like they threw they show someone chucking up in the preview, <laughs> but I can't remember. I don't think I saw it either. Yeah, um, I well, thought they did. I'm see. gonna I'm gonna give my one. Um, I need a guarantee on the books. This seems like a reckless one, but I'm going to say this is what I was gonna ask. I'm gonna guarantee Chelsea is puking at this next immunity, <laughs> or maybe it's a roar challenge. But whatever they're eating, the things Chelsea's puking, and I am I am. I'm kind of wondering, like, what is there a value to like the protein here? Does somebody gum into this thing like Rocky and just not even care that it's, it's you know, like the he's the, just slurping egg yolks, is just popping in an eyeball and, and filling up his stomach? Like, it, is somebody able to disconnect from the moment and just say this is like legitimate food? Yeah, uh, I think. Who is well, it? Who, who yeah, is it? There, there was. Mm, he just left. <laughs> so then it's just got to be someone who's smart. And who's the, the Wendell, maybe the smartest person left? Laurel? I can see oh, Laurel uh, Beast in it. I can see Laurel Beast in it. I can see Angela Beast I in s- it, like a low-key. Oh, yeah. Three Tours of ball. Duty. She is see- intense. She's on the bottom. I could see her just pinning her, pinning her ears back and going for it. What do you think the consistency of, like, a hog's eyeball is? I think it's... I think it's largely gelatinous, but it does pop a little bit when you bite into it. Hmm. trying to think of... It's like a mac and cheese ball. You get... Yeah. Cold mac and cheese ball. If a gusher was, like, a little bigger and thicker. Hmm. You see, I... I'm a very picky eater, but I think it'd be fine in this challenge. I think I'd just whatever, munch on. I would I would do I would be a big swallow hole guy. That would be my strategy. I'm mm. big into into swallowing hole in, in things that I think are gross. 
keep that uh keep that one filed away. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can't swallow pills, so I'd have to be munching. Yeah, <laughs> phrasing. Uh, no, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to get back and um, excited to uh, live tweet the both of us again. That was a lot of fun. We were able to engage with some of our new fans, new followers. Three survivors got at us, so it's it's fun. We're gonna keep doing that. Uh, we'll be posting on Instagram. Um, a little a little less frequently, but a little more engaging on there as well. Um, so, sure. yes, do follow us. Um, got nothing for you. With the numeral on Twitter, without the numeral on Instagram. Um, and, yeah, let's uh, let's bump those views. Really, really welcome to all of, all of our new listeners. Really appreciate it. Um, fun to have you on this ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're riding, we riding on this journey. Um for the for the East East Probsters, I'm Devin. For the West Probsters, <laughs> he's Pat. We got another for you. We'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks so much for listening. We out.